Money FM 89.3, best of breakfast. Good morning. Welcome to the Breakfast Show's Biz How To segment. It's Lindley and Ryan with you this morning. Now, I don't know about you, I have never thought about you know, doing or building a business. It's not easy for sure. Yeah, because it's just so daunting. I, I don't even want to think yeah, about Lynn. it. One thing is starting a business and another thing is growing it scaling it up and building a brand. It can be very daunting. You need to figure out what to do and most of the time you don't have anyone to teach you how to do it. That's right. Uh, to do that, business owners must also make the right moves and find the right opportunities. In fact, that's almost like finding your better half, right? <laughs> Sometimes. But well, one local yoga studio brand has managed to do all of that over the last decade and just hot out of the oven. Mm. It has just announced it's going to be opening up opportunities for potential collaborators to take its franchise abroad, anywhere in the world. Wow. So to dive deeper into how the brand is making waves and what some of the next steps might be, we're joined this morning by Peter Tiu, co-founder of Yoga Movement and group director at Move Repeat Fitness Lifestyle Brands. Welcome to the show, Peter. Good morning, everyone. How are you? We're good, thanks. Now let's get into it. Yoga movement is actually an, an idea mooted by your wife, isn't it? Uh, Alicia Pan? Correct, Alicia Pan, yes. Yeah. She was a well-known singer-songwriter previously and, and was dabbling in yoga for quite a long time and thought, you know, she wants to have a shot at doing herself. And um, I was actually a brand manager for an Australian brand called Billabong. Um, and we saw an opportunity to maybe come in and to the market and do something slightly different. So fast forward 11 years, you've got nine studios, you've made some headway into Pilates, and now you're franchising, Peter, so making quite a good stretch into new markets. So did you ever expect your business to grow this big? You know, starting from that one studio, now you're at this size. Absolutely not. There was no grand plan where we were twisting our moustache and thinking, <laughs> you know, this is what we want to do and this is the plan and this is the exit. We, we just wanted to deliver one location uh, with brand and service front of mind. And, you know, people started to really love it. And realistically, it took us to get to three or four locations where we started to oh. realize we've really got something here and something very, very meaningful. Yeah, I'm going to get into that, right? So when did you figure out that this is something that is scalable? Now, what sort of indicators did you look at to figure out this is sustainable as well? What's the cash flow like? What's the growth rate you're looking at? Did you have to borrow any money or do you have to leverage that to expand? Uh, we're very blessed in the fact that we, we didn't have to raise at any point. Uh, there's no family money. We bootstrapped this from day dot. And, you know, the key performance indicators for us were very simple. It was sales and attendance. Uh, our revenue is driven by attendance. It's driven by advocacy. And we knew that even if we could sell a package up front, we still needed people to utilize for us mm. to earn that revenue out. And beyond just earning revenue out, which sounds highly analytical, uh, it just makes good business sense to provide an excellent service every time so that we have people telling friends about it and, and recruiting uh, new members for us as active ambassadors. So, so uh, we hear that um, you were brought to a bunch of different yoga classes by your wife, different classes, different concepts before you built Yoga Movement together. Tell us about that experience. How did that shape the branding strategy that you adopt eventually? It, it's, I mean, a lot of what's in Yoga Movement today was built out of, I don't want to use the word too strong, but apathy for what was being delivered. And it's not to say it was bad. It was just disjointed and 
we, we have a core belief actually that a, a brand is the sum of all experiences had with mm-hmm. it, which is a horrible sounding grammatical sentence that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense if you break it down. And we would find that most of the concepts that we walked into, if they had a great website or a great social presence, the class wasn't particularly good. Or if the, the class was excellent, the, their website, their front desk or their studio cleanliness wasn't excellent. So mm. we took an approach where we wanted to create almost a hospitality or service-driven concept. And I think that's lacking in fitness lifestyle on the whole is this thing that this lack of understanding that we are in service. Mm. Uh, we service people that are working nine to five. We need to work outside of those hours and, and provide a top to tail service provision. Yeah, I've always wondered how big this market is, the yoga market, because every day I go these days, I see someone in yoga pants. <laughs> so how big is this market? How competitive is it? Is it saturated at some point in some locations at least? Look, if, if we speak specifically to Singapore, we're very lucky actually as a market. We do have a well-educated market that do understand the benefits of wellness and health. Um, and even with government investing in that further last few years, there was already kind of precedence for that previously. And when we started yoga movement, there's a misconception that we came in and created this boutique market. There was actually 55 yoga brands in Singapore mm. 11 years ago. It's wow. just that the ownership was very different. You had, you know, the pures of the world and true yoga at the top providing a really excellent service. And then you had more of a mum and pop shop kind of boutique offering mm. below that that didn't really have aspirations of growing or going any further. They had a small clientele, a small captioned community. And that's kind of where we slotted in right in the middle of that and provided like a premium boutique service that slotted in and above the mum and pop shops, but below the pillars of the world. All right, Peter. So this segment is about biz, how to scale up. So when you think about scaling up, what are some of the challenges that were at the forefront? I imagine quality control would be one of the. How do you manage these issues? Uh, scaling up for us is, is very much people-centric, given that we're a service business. Mm. And, and I mean, you know, we have a challenge in Singapore kind of to contradict myself in that it's still not seen as a viable career opportunity for many to go into fitness lifestyle provision. So the talent pool is very shallow. And if you've got an instructor-led group X class like we have, you need a quality teacher out in front of the class. So when we went to scale and when we started to grow, we started to invest into things that could help us get there. So we we created the Yoga Movement Academy, which is a 200-hour teacher training um, course where Mm. we build and brand teachers. And we're not trying to attract the best practitioners that will stand at the front of the room. We're trying to actually build teachers. So we have a couple of extra modules in there. One's called the business of yoga, where we actually Mm -hmm. teach them around the supply and demand of teachers, the pay rate, you know, the six month burnout period uh, where it gets really hard and starts to feel like a real job. Mm -hmm. And then we have a second module, which is called own the room, which actually teaches them about voice, pitch, modulation, appropriate levels of touch. Uh, body language, temperature control and everything. So we try to create teachers that are capable of teaching, not just performing. Beyond that, we also developed the Yoga Movement app, which is a top to bottom um, front facing app and also business management software. And we've also gone on and developed with a third party, a Singapore company called Astream, our franchise development system. So all of these key pillars are in place for us to be able to grow, not only in Singapore, but outside into the region. Talking about that, we know that you're now taking yoga movement to another level, franchising. What, what are you trying to achieve here? Is there a specific number of studios you're hoping to target over a set period of time, uh, not just in Singapore, but in some of the countries overseas? 
Um, I, look, we're, we're big on brand and service, and we always promise ourselves that if we can't control the level of brand and service going out to market, we'll stop. So we don't marry ourselves to a number. We don't believe in vanity metrics. We believe in good business that has longevity in mind. So for us, uh, we're very lucky in our ownership that is still uh, my partner and I from day dot. We can be opportunity driven, and we're looking to align with partners outside of Singapore that have that same focus of quality and long-term vision for success. It's a bit of a great thing not to have to marry yourself to a, a higher level number. We do have a lot of international players coming through Singapore as their entrance market into Asia that have to deliver on what is a pretty ridiculous amount of um, units for Singapore in its domestic market. A lot of talking to international uh, interest coming into Singapore, it's about educating them on the actual addressable market in Singapore, which we all know is uh, a lot smaller than it might perceivably be. But for us going outside, we're very excited just to be able to take the first step, say that we're, you know, available. This was all actually on the table pre-pandemic and obviously things changed through that period and we pivoted. Um, but we're excited now to go back out to market and say that we're ready to grow. Yeah, so you've got a teacher academy going on, you've got an app as well. So some of system there, which makes it a potentially attractive franchise option. And this is what you're trying to do right now, get more franchisees on board. So what's the structure like? What can they expect to pay? What can you get back in return? So what's the way you formulated this fee or uh, this model? Right, so it's a traditional franchise model in that there's a franchise free up front, which is around 50000 Singapore dollars. And then beyond that, we have an equipment fee, but the equipment fee encapsulates stuff like infrared heating panels, yoga mats, yoga blocks and straps, utilization of the yoga movement app. And then it's a revenue rip model as well. So we have an 8% management fee and a 2% marketing levy, which will be reinvested into marketing through the region uh, with local ambassadors and, and athletes. Thank you so much for your time and insights today, Peter. Thank you so much. It's been great. We've been speaking with Peter Tiu, co-founder of Yoga Movement. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.